Welcome to the Pinelander Podcast, the official podcast of Pineland, broadcasting to you from an undisclosed location deep inside Pineland, where we discuss faith, family, finances, firearms, freedom, food, and everything else in between with those who believe in living free and living out the values that made this country free. Welcome to the Pinelander Podcast. I am Paul Favor. I'm here with my Ranger buddy, Mike Blackburn. Today is Friday, 15 April, 2022. It's tax day. I hope everyone's not doing too bad out there and your wallets aren't too thin. Uh, today, we have uh, a new guest. Uh, we have Mike Evok. Uh, he is the director of the 501c3 Racing for Heroes, uh, which is part of his... Uh, I think it's conglomerate uh, RFH Tactical Mobility. So welcome, Mike. Thank you, sir. Yeah, man. I mean, this is an exciting uh, nonprofit organization you have. I mean, you've got uh, just doing the intro, uh, well, being introduced to you, I think, last week. Uh, I was just, like, enthralled about the many things you're doing there for the youth. Uh, not only that, but just for people trying to help people out. Uh, using your military experience, uh, just really, you know, uh, loving on the people and trying to, you know, better the organizations. Uh, really, really impressed with your uh, nonprofit organization and the way you're continuing continuing your service outside of the special forces community. So, and with it. So, hey, man, that's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, we have a. I mean, I I obviously don't do it alone. I got a whole team of guys with me you know mostly guys i served with and uh you know a lot of my like my right hand man darren mix is a guy that came on board about six years ago navy veteran so i don't i don't rub him too hard on that but yes um you know i i brought in a bunch of my brothers from seventh group i got ricky henson up here i got uh ricky camp 18 another 18 delta um just dustin jones and you know just a whole bunch of guys um that just chipped into this thing together and and gals and and man, we're just, we're helping guys and gals out with the, you know, and our end state is the suicide prevention, yeah. but I don't, I don't present it that way. I go look at the other problems that cause that. And we work on that. We don't sell it to them as suicide prevention because the minute you reach out to someone and say, Hey, we're going to help you. We think you're suicidal. They, 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 you know, they, they buckle down. They, they don't respond. Absolutely. So, yeah. The, uh, cause we have a, you know, a zero deficiency, uh, military, you know, that's the, the attitude. Uh, you know, anytime somebody has some type of problem, they automatically think, oh, you know, I'm going to get axed. So, yeah, that's uh, that, it's skillful the way you navigate that. But that's really, uh, I mean, there's not a whole lot of these organizations out there like yourself that is really taking a guy that could have some problems and then helping them deal with his demons in a constructive way. And then not giving them a, a hard time about it. That's awesome. No, we we definitely have to use you know what we learn in the Q course, and as 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 you were on an ODA, we you know we learn. I use unconventional methods to bring the guys and girls in and get them help. Um, right. You know, I don't I don't do a frontal full blown assault on them. I do you know I do a nice. I run it under, underground and, and and bring them in with you know my auxiliary and, and we make nice. it happen. Bottom line. Nice. Well, I think I think the thing that really that I liked about what you're doing is um, 
you know, the, the answer is not always a pill. And that just seems to be like what ends up happening all the time is it's like, here you go, you know, here's a diagnosis out of a book and big pharma says I'm supposed to issue you this, go take your prescription and, you know, you'll be all better. And uh, it's just, that's really, you know, I remember, you know, I, I used to work EMS a little bit. This is a long, long time ago, back when I was in 18 Delta, but you would go to these calls and, you know, you'd walk in there and, and they'd have like a basket, you know, full of prescription meds that they were on. And they were taking meds to, to treat the symptoms of the meds. And it's just like this never ending uh, pharmacological mess you kind of get yourself into. And, and really what you're doing is you're really kind of just stripping, you know, away all that kind of, and trying to get, you know, to the, to the foundation of some of the issues and trying to, to holistically kind of take care of these, po- these, these, these folks. That, that, that's a fact, brother. I'll, t- I'll tell you what, the, the biggest thing you hit the nail on the head was the pharmaceuticals. So yeah. I'll use this as an example. I have a sheet I hand out to all my students who come through here and a lot of them are younger now, so they don't understand. But if you take a, an Excel spreadsheet and you put the use, use of methylquine, PTSD and TBI, and you put them along the top and you put the sign and symptoms along the left-hand side, then you check the box of what each one of those symptoms are. You get a lot of them that mix over and wash into each other. Like the use of methoquine, which was the anti-malaria pill that they made us take, or you got an article 15, it causes a lot of irreversible damage to us. Right. And then I went down and you go down that list. TBI is, has a lot of the same signs and symptoms as the methoquine and the PTSD. And they all overlap a lot of the same, same signs and symptoms. So you can't tell unless you do the proper blood work. So if you go into a VA doctor, you sit down to him, explain to him what you got going on. And he asks you about your signs and symptoms. He's literally thrown a dart at that page and say, and most of the time it's, I'm going to treat, treat TBI or PTSD and I'm going to treat it with this pill. That's when right. the whole time it's the use of methoquine. So that pill is not working at all. Yeah. And you, and, and you, uh, sorry to interrupt Mike, but the, some yep. of the symptoms are like, uh, if I understand they're uh, flashbacks, uh, hyperactivity, hypersensitivity, uh, hyperactivity, excuse me, hypersensitivity uh, to certain sights and sounds, uh, maybe some uh, nightmares, uh, stuff like that. Yeah, it's 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 everything from headaches, um, yeah, headaches. Uh, anxiety. I mean, yep. just anger issues, and 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 the list is. I have the list, Mike. I, I didn't set it in front of me, but it's 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 horrendous. It's just. It's a nasty little list, and it involves all three of those. And if the doctor just asks you questions and doesn't draw blood work to find out what's going on, yeah. um, they can they they very usually they go right for the PTSD, yeah. and they throw a pill at these these younger veterans. And man, it, it turns them into a zombie. I had a kid come in here, and I I like he had no feelings. He didn't have he didn't smile. He didn't cry. He didn't do nothing. He was like a zombie. And uh, yep, and we got him off that. What a different human being. Hey, nice, productive human being. That's pretty, uh, uh, I mean, intuitive to see that methylquine, P, uh, PTSD, and TBD, uh, a lot of you know spillover in the uh, type of effects. Uh, I mean, the, like you said, these could be debilitating. That's awesome how you, I mean, you independently, you can't, I haven't heard of those three tabulated together, but that's that's spot on. You know, it's I have the whole thing of it and uh, the paperwork and and the study yeah. and and everything they've done and, and and a lot of things I 
I reached into is um, that Soft Health Initiative on Facebook. Yeah. He went to that Soft Health Initiative, and there's a lot in there, and it's very, it's, it's, it's so spot on. And and uh, Jeff runs that thing, and he does an amazing job of how you know your gut issues are affected to the brain, the brain's affecting the gut, and vice versa. So what you consume and what you take in works in all conjunction. It's just a, it's just a good thing. You can sit down and educate yourself for hours reading that soft health initiative. It's, it's yeah. impressive. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't think we're trying to, I mean, yeah. And I, we're not trying to crack on Western medicine. It's, it's certainly pharmacologically based, but um, you really have to read those inserts. You really have to be, uh, take responsibility of what you're putting in your body and realize that all these things have side effects. And, you, you know, and a lot of times um, when I went through training, um, you know, I didn't get any of the, really the holistic stuff. It wasn't until later that you really start, you know, getting with some of these folks that are just really smart. They've done the homework. You know, they put in the time and they really figured out um, all the benefits of just good diet, nutrition, all the all the different things that you can do out there that don't require a pill, you know, that someone's not going to make money on um, that really have have better results it's 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 as simple as i mean a lot of things just take your sunglasses off and get up and walk in the morning and get the and get the morning rays go for a 20 minute walk at night and get the evening rays don't be watching tv or on your cell phone to right before you go to bed uh just you know just getting that morning sunlight and and doing and living life not sleeping until 10 or noon you're missing light just having a good healthy habits changes a lot with people especially people with depression you, you can't tell me you got depression and I see you out in a, in a bar on Facebook until mm. two or three in the morning drinking and then you're sleeping until noon or next something the next day. Well, guess what? <laughs> you're counterproductive. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great point. Man. So how, how, do you, how do you reach in these folks? Are they reaching you or how, how does how does this working? Well, you know, still today, even with all the technology and all the stuff we have with Facebook and these all these Instagrams and Tic Tac or whatever it is and all that stuff, we got um, you know, word of mouth is still got the most power. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, you, you've got, uh, uh, obviously past performance. Uh, I mean, you've been, how long you've been doing this, Mike? Um, man, seven to 10 years somewhere. I can't remember exactly, but it's been yeah. about, about seven, eight years, something like that. Yeah. Long enough for guys to know that this helps and this, uh, you know, works. I mean, you got, um, I mean, you have, could you share with us like a, like an uh, antidote, like yeah. it's like a story a story. So somebody has come to you. It's been all messed up. He's on yeah. a bunch of we, pills. We have a, I mean, we got a young guy, a young Navy guy was in a, uh, he was a corpsman, solid kid, had a lot of issues going on. And a medical background. Uh, he was a corpsman. Yeah. And yeah, exactly. No, he had a lot going on and he, and he, and he come in here. We brought him in here to work with us and he, was in school to be a nurse. He just wasn't digging it. But anyway, long story short, we brought him in here. He loved cars, taught him about cars, taught him how to race, taught him how to work on cars. He already had a mechanical background a little bit. And now he works for a full-blown race team out here, a, a race school. He's the senior driver. He's teaching people to race. He's he's loving life. He's, he's doing great. I mean, he's got his finances squared away now. His life's on track. He's getting married. Uh, just huge success story young come to us young really twisted up and you know we just took him under our arms and now he's out doing great things and and you know he's got young kids underneath him now look up to him and he's doing that you know that force multiplier you know a lot of healing i mean i think you just kind of 
touched on it, but a lot of it's just finding your passion. Yes. You know, figure figure out what it is that you just love doing. I mean, I, you're certainly doing that. I mean, as long as I've known you and, and we've known each other for a while, but um, you've, yep. you've always just kind of just, you know, done what you enjoy doing and you're successful at it because you enjoy doing it. Yeah. You did this, you know, it's when you wake up in the morning, like, I don't want to go to work. Yeah. You know, when you start hating your job and start hating going there and you set of work and watch the clock, that's not, that's not living. That's just kind of existing. You know, that's, you got to love what you do and, and you got to have task and purpose. If you don't have no task and purpose, you're just existing, you know? Yeah. So whatever it is, you know, and there's so many therapies out there. We, we use race cars and mechanical and I bring a lot of guys in here and put them into the, the tactical side of the house to be trainers and give them task and purpose. And, you know, if they, if they're into horses, I got a guy that has camp cowboy out in Texas. I'll send them to him to do horses and, and, and be a rancher, learn how to be a rancher, you know, it's just whatever their passion is, we can find somewhere and send them in the right direction. I remember we were talking, this has been like a long time ago. I don't know if you know if you even remember, but we were talking about in Afghanistan and, and the, some of the tactics that you guys had kind of come up with, um, you know, to keep guys from getting blown up on the roads. You, you want to talk about some of that and use of the ATVs yeah. and what have you? Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, we, we put ATVs out front with one guy on it um, because you could see the fuses and the detonators and stuff. And if, if it hit an, hit an ATV, you know, and I hate saying it, but it was one guy rather than four guys in a Humvee or whatever. And it worked real well because you had to speed too. So you had the agility. If you seen one, you could stop faster and back up, or you could nail the throttle and blow by it, you know, and call it out on the radio. Mm -hmm. It was just worked. It worked good for us in our area. We were at at that time. Well, so everybody loves racing, but you kind of like, what I like about what you're doing too, is uh, you kind of combine a couple things that people love. That's, that's uh, vehicles and guns. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Let's, let's talk about some of the training that you guys do out there. Uh, so, you know, a lot of the training we do, we we're here at Virginia international Raceway. It's Like one of the, it's ranked like sixth in the world of, of road courses. Um, it's a nice, beautiful, it's a racing resort, not so much a racetrack. It's a beautiful site. We got villas on site. We got really nice lodging, you know, catering meals, a little tavern on site with, with a restaurant and, um, uh, it's just nice, man. We have so much pavement and then we have off-road trails. Uh, we got about 30 miles off-road trails with variants through sand, mud and everything you need. Uh, we got a thousand meter sniper range, 1200 meter sniper range, hundred meter ranges, live fire shoot house, Sims houses. Um, and then a couple 50 meter ranges, a 360 shoot and drive range. Uh, we even got a skeet range, goat carts. Um, you know, and I keep ATVs on hand at all times for guys to, and gals to ride, you know. So we bring them in, vehicle dynamics, everything from, you know, racing to, to basic driving. Hey, so, Mike, when you have, uh, you know, it's always good to have these skills. So, you know, I imagine, uh, you know, our listeners would want to know, you know, you have, I see you have a basic pistol, basic carbine. I imagine, uh, you know, guys just getting started, they'd probably want something like that. Uh, what, uh, other than that, you have like, uh, what are the basic courses you have other than like pistol or rifle? You have like, uh, uh, I would say defensive driving. You have something like yeah. that. Okay. Yes, we do evasive driving. Uh, so, you know, most of our courses, uh, for the driving aspect go for five day POI, nice. give yeah. or take. 
Um, we do an off-road course, so some people come for uh, a full five days of off-road. So we bring them in day one. I teach them basic mechanics, and then we go into uh, field expedient repair. I teach them how to weld with jumper cables and batteries in, in a in a clothes hanger, um, how to fix a radiator on the go, how to build a belt out of 550 cord and 100-mile-an-hour tape. Uh, just on and on and on, you know, different things like that. We teach vehicle commandeering. I teach them how to break into a car and start it up. And, you know, usually the standard is under two minutes. I can get them within a couple, within a day, I can get them trained up to where they can get into a car, get started and be gone in about two minutes, two to three minutes with a little training. Um, yeah. You know, ATV courses, we run, you know, ATV courses from the basic safety all the way to an advanced course with using them in in tactical situations, same thing with the side-by-sides and dirt bikes. And then, uh, you know, it's it, we, we mix all that together. Somebody may want two days of this, two days of that, you know, whatever. Then we got the long gun range where if guys want to work on shooting long distance, break contacts, we shoot vehicles, we do live fire. So I have a rollover simulator that's real, and it's, a, it's just an exoskeleton on the outside of a Suburban, and we roll it. And the targets present themselves, so they'll have to shoot upside down and get out of the vehicle and move movement. So do a lot of scenario-based stuff. Yeah. Um, just trying I mean, to keep it as real as we can and hopefully, you know, pass along what I got left in my brain to hand off to these young guys that are headed downrange to carry the rucksack. Yeah, you have uh, – I mean, I'm looking at your, your website uh, for guys joining. It's uh, racingforheroes.org. Uh, and then you have uh, the RFH Tactical uh, and then yep. just looking at it, just, uh, you know, a uh, simple search, uh, it looks like three hours from Bragg. Uh, so you guys, you know, from the Bragg area, Southern Pines, Rayford, Vietnam, uh, you know, a three hour drive up there. And then you've got, uh, I mean, a multiplicity of courses up there. Uh, you could give Mike uh, a whole week, right. Uh, from basic yep. courses, uh, you know, long gun stuff, driving stuff. So, uh, and I imagine you can also get some teams. Uh, you get some uh, SF teams up there too. Yeah, we do. We get team stuff, and we have uh, you know offsite targets. We sure. run complete packages for these guys that come in. They nice. can do you know. I got classrooms. I got numerous classrooms. I got one that holds sixty with a split wall, so they can go into isolation and and then nice. plan in one part of it and and then execute out of another. And, and just you know we. We have it kind of set up here. It's a really nice facility. Yeah. And we have a tower. We have a tower at the 800 meter. That's I think it's a 60 foot tower. Nice. For elevation. Yeah, you pretty much got. Uh, I mean, you run the full gambit. So like teams out there looking for uh, do some off post training. I mean, you know, it's close. Uh, beautiful part of Virginia, not too far. Yep. And then uh, you know, this is also uh, Mike's a former uh, you know SF guy. So. Yeah, what's what's really neat about you know, like I said, I've known I've known Mike for a little while, but uh, what's really neat about Mike is that uh, he's he's very creative. Okay, um, you'll rarely um, go over to his place and he's not working on something, and you're like, "What is that?" You know. Um, <laughs> so if you have a like an imagination, this is the guy that you want to hang out with because you know you, you'll be sitting around just kind of like, "Man, what if we? What about this? And what about that?" And and Michael make it happen. So yeah, it's not like you know you're fixed to a menu, right, Mike? Right, exactly. It's always, and that's why I try to beat into my young guys here. And you know, when they get in, well, what about this? How are we gonna? Or they'll be like, we can't. I said, don't tell me. Oh, yeah, you don't can't. say that. 
Don't say that to me. It's always, there's a way. How are we going to make it happen? Sit back, think about it, come up with a way. There's got to be a way to make it happen. Just think outside the box. That's right. And then, you know, that's what SF guys are. They're problem solvers. You just solve them problems. That's all it is. It's just simple finding a way. Don't, if you get in the mindset you can't, then you can't. But if you can, and there is a way, we'll make it happen. Hey, Mike, uh, also that uh, something that's really, uh, I think, original that you have uh, in, under, your, under the rubric of health and wellness programs, um, I mean, just say uh, hypothetically a guy is in Bragg, he's got some post-traumatic stress, uh, and, you know, what is he looking into? Like a, how much of a commitment, uh, how many days, uh, can you give us some details? Well, so generally, Mike, if we got a guy or a gal that comes up here and what needs help, I don't have a set program because there's, in my eyes, we're all different. So there's not a set day yeah. number or whatever. Yeah. And that's what well, we're a little different from other nonprofits. And, and I commend those guys that take people out hunting and, and things for the weekend. That's great. But we're on going. I got guys that have been in this program for five, six years now, and they're constantly coming back here for that reboot. Nice. And then you know, and then go back to what they're doing. So there's no set program. I don't have, cause we're not robots and, and we're not computers. Yeah. So and each one of us is different. Each one of us have our own, what makes us click, what doesn't make us click. So we really, we don't have a set program, but we'll find like, you know, one of my biggest things is, is health and, and wellness is, is let's get your blood work drawn. Let's yeah. see what we're dealing with here. Yeah. And, and then, then we, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's not, where it's, it's at. It's not a program; it's a relationship. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And then you have, uh, sorry, Mike, and you have. Like, I would, I would imagine some connectivity with uh, spouse, family. I mean, obviously, absolutely. You'd, you'd want to, uh, you know, connect. Uh, you know, these these uh, guys or gals that are suffering, you know, having some trouble. Uh, you know, so it's not just the individual; it's also you know, concentric circles going out to the family. So, is that right? Yeah, absolutely. Because everything's a system, right? You know, everything's a system. So everything's attached to each other. So in your life, you have a system. It's either your family, your wife, your dog, uh, your car, whatever. Mm. You got to bring that into the. It's got to be a complete full because it doesn't do no good. You know. So we do open houses, for example, and we bring families up to here. You know, bring the veterans in with their families. It's a whole family day here, and we we give them a vehicle dynamics class. We go down, hit the track, we come back. We may do a half day in the range or we may just do all vehicles all day or go ride ATVs. And we come back, we do a low country bull where everybody sits around, talks and chats. And it and it goes from there. Usually that's how we draw a lot of people in. And then the, and the families get to see what's going on here, you know, and then you get those text messages like, wow, I had such a blast today. My adrenaline was up and just being around the other brothers and sisters. And, and you know, it, it just it, you know, it, it resonates with them and, and in their family their wives. I've had wives call me like, hey, can you call him and get him back up there for a day? Absolutely, I can. Hey, uh, Mike. Also looking at the, just looking on the, you know, Google Maps. I mean, it looks like a beautiful bend of uh, the Dan River. Uh, are, were yes. you uh, originally from this part of Virginia, or did you just fall in love with the area? How did how did that work? Uh, I'm originally from Pennsylvania. Uh, no, I I just uh, I, I I love this area. It's it's nice. Yeah. It's kind of I'm out away from everybody. My house is actually in North Carolina. But our shop earnings in Virginia, and there's only about a thousand meters between the two. Wow. So, yeah, it's it, we're right on the border. It's it's beautiful, like the Dan River. You got the Dan River here. Then, like five minutes away, we have Heiko Lake over in North Carolina, which is a beautiful lake. 
So we can do boat ops. Wow. Uh, we can take families out there. There's like a little beach there, and there's a place to sit there and eat and you know look out across the lake. So, and there's houses we put people up in there that are like Airbnb or whatever they are. Okay, yeah, that was that my overlooks next the lake. Yeah, so that's awesome too. Is you, I mean, you you thought through everything here. So it's like a guy that's uh, uh, done a couple of rodeos. Okay, and so you know how to put right. this thing together. So that was my question: is how? Uh, so you obviously part of the health and wellness program is you, you have some lodging set aside for these guys too. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So we have, like I said, on route on BIR here itself, we have 30, 40, about 45. We can hold up to 80 people on BIR, but wow. it's like 45, 40, 40 rooms wow. overlooking the track. Yeah, so when impressive. they wake up, you know, it's zero eight, there's a race car going by usually seven days a week here. Wow. Uh, so excuse me they you know we're right on here and if we don't have it here we'll move them over by the lake uh we have several options here we got a lady has a uh, bed and breakfast over here in a beautiful country setting that she helps us out with putting veterans up there and feeds them and everything uh, we had a veteran there for almost two months it was on a uh we had trouble getting him off getting away from alcohol he was in bad shape but mm. and uh, miss linda that runs the uh the uh the bed and breakfast was all over it and helped us out. And, you know, so it's, you know, it's sometimes they're here for two nights. Sometimes they're here for two years. Who knows? Man, I gotta, I gotta come work for you, Mike. I mean, I need to put my application. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You looking for people? (laughs) You couldn't ask for a better venue and, uh, yeah, I mean, it's beautiful. You, know, you definitely know what the hell you're doing up there. Uh, it, and I'm, awesome. I'm assuming Mike just didn't want to deal with that snow anymore up in Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> Man. That's part of it. Hey, uh, so, I mean, this is exciting. I mean, you could we could talk about this thing all day. Uh, I did want to get to uh, talk about the, the young, yeah. uh, young men's program, too. Can you tell us about the young man's camp yeah. and how that interacts with all this? Yeah, so the young man's camp is is something I just kind of identified, and you know, I don't mean to sound mean, but just these young boys and young men coming into military, I see them here, and they don't know how to change a tire, they don't know how to drive a manual transmission, they don't have the basic skills that I think a a young man should have. Um, Got that right. So we put the, and we we sit in here, and and I'll be honest, you know, it's almost like a red empire. It's all sevens group guys sitting here, about ten of us sitting in here, and I'm like. We're, you know, we're sitting around, we're not going to lie, we're having a couple beers, and I'm like, we just need to open up a school yeah. to build these young men into this world nowadays because mm-hmm. they're just missing the boat. And we're talking about opening an academy in full year, and I'm like, well, let's just try a two-week program, guys, to see, put your money where your mouth's at. And uh, they all stepped up to the plate. So, you know, we're going to start off, kick this thing off. Last two weeks in July, um, I just spoke with... Uh, an individual from another organization takes care of gold star family members. Mm. And I already have uh, seven slots paid for by a, a gentleman that says, I'll take care of seven young men. So we got that covered already. Um, day one will be, you know, vehicle dynamics and manual transmissions. Then we'll do off-road vehicle maintenance, ATVs and dirt bikes, outside survival, you know, building lean twos and, and building a fire and surviving out in the woods. And then uh, we got finances, you know, dinners, dressing, mannerisms, manners, investments, business investments, how to balance your checkbook, how to, how to establish credit, 
Um, day seven, we're going to go into some ranges if they want to. But we're not, you know, and that's going to be. And then we got the following week power tools like your chainsaws, your lawnmowers, your shop tools, your welders. Uh, then I got an electrician coming in for a day. This explain electrical. You know, these kids, you know, a simple breaker. They shouldn't be paying, calling an electrician to change a breaker or a socket in their house. You know, plumbing. They shouldn't be. You know, if you've got an elbow plug plugged, they shouldn't be calling a plumber to do basic plumbing. We got a day of medical, full day of welding and and and, and metal work, carpentry work, and then we got uh, one of the companies is bringing in heavy equipment, so we're gonna do skid steers. Um, probably some mini excavators and, and some other equipment and show them how to work dirt and how to do basic stuff around their house, how to pull a stump out and clear land, things like that. Wow. I mean, so I, uh, I mean, first off, that's fantastic. You know, and I, if I had a son, I have two daughters, um, and they're both grown, but uh, I know they could get something out of that too. But, but I think you see something that, uh, guys our age, I'm 50 uh, Mike's, uh, I'll, I don't know, 55 or 56 or something like that, my older brother. But you saw something in our society that uh, really concerned you. Uh, you saw uh, trends, no doubt. Uh, I could go off on a long diatribe, but the, the thesis of the diatribe is this, uh, that, you know, uh, weak men beget weaker sons, uh, and then you have men uh, that... Uh, I mean, you could have the right genitalia, but you're just not a man. You don't know things. You don't act the way we were raised. So I think, I mean, is that kind of where your mindset is to try to go yeah. back to the, you know, the basics and go, hey, look, this is what it means to be a man. And you need to know these things. You need yeah, it's, a, it's embarrassing when you're on a date and your girlfriend has to change a tire. Yes. Right. Yes. I mean, you don't. You don't yeah. want to. You don't want to be that Come guy. On, man. Yeah. And mean, it, you know, <laughs> and, and, and the biggest thing about this is, like, in the morning, we're going to talk about nutrition and and do light physical fitness in the morning, real light. I'm not going. I'm not trying to, you know, take these kids to the Q course or anything. But then, yeah. and then we're going to go into <laughs> the VW on you. <laughs> yeah. So we're we're bringing uh, Jeremy Horn, who's a UFC fighter, great guy, nice. awesome dude. Uh, Jeremy's going to come in and we're going to do defensive tactics every day. Yeah. Um, cause if you can't, you know, if you can't stand up for somebody in your family, if you can't fight for your wife, your mother, well, your father or somebody, yeah, you know, and I'm not, I'm not promoting violence. I'm just saying if you don't have the ability to, yeah, I mean, well, look, what, at, look, that, at, look, at, look at, what we just saw with Will Smith and, uh, Chris rock. Right. Yeah. And I had no problem with that. I have no problem with Chris Rock making fun of Will Smith's wife, and I've got no problem with Will Smith getting up and slapping the crap out of him. Because that's, that's, right. that's just I mean, the way if, it is. If you're going to do something, expect somebody to maybe punch you in the face exactly. or punch you in the throat or slap the shit out of you if you do something wrong. I expect it yeah. if I do something wrong. you know. Yeah. yeah, you're taking a chance talking about somebody's wife. I mean, it just it could right, 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 it's good. Yeah. There's a good chance to make get your ass whooped. Yep. <laughs> but you have to be able to do that. At least Will Smith was capable of defending his wife's honor. Yeah. Right. I would have, so this, been, uh, maybe if it wasn't an open-handed slap. Yeah. Maybe, I would have tried maybe like uh, a yeah, closed hand. Go, come on, go, man. go to fist. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's what's awesome is, uh, you know, you're, you're going to have um, a mechanism uh, for these guys to, you know, get uh, some training, get the, you know, the experience that they may not, they're not going to get it. I mean, who are they going to get it from? 
you know exactly and then it's you know you get happen. Yeah. No, and, you, and people want to criticize, you know, parents nowadays and in the public. It's just so I'll take it. I'll take the criticism. And, and we want to build some young men that could stand up and be firefighters or be Green Berets or Rangers yeah. or, you know, drive an ambulance or be doctors or, you know, be plumbers. There's nothing wrong being a plumber. You know, it, it, you, you would hear these people be like, oh, you know, you don't do your schoolwork. You, you, you're going to grow up, be a plumber. Well, you know what? I got a good friend. He's a multimillionaire and he's a plumber. So I don't want them to shy away. I want them to learn that. I know guys that have their own fab shops that are millionaires and successful and happy, yeah. you know, so don't shy away from getting calluses on your hands and getting a little dirty during the day and no, breaking I, a sweat. Yeah. I think people are rediscovering the value of community college Yeah, just yes. because, you know, they're actually teaching skills yes. and, and you come out the other end, at least you can know how to, you know, at least you know how to do something. Yeah. And you feel good at the end of the day. I mean, exactly. you know, running these businesses, Mike, I, I'll be honest. I sit in here sometimes and I'm like, okay, um, you know, if I'm in this office all day doing a computer, I, I don't feel it. And I could done 10,000 emails and answered questions and, and did all put a proposal in and want a proposal, whatever. But if I'm not outside in the shop, getting my hands on something for a couple hours, I feel like I did absolutely nothing all day. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's for your sanity. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I mean, that's, uh, so it looks like, um, I mean, can you tell us about, uh, how you started off thinking, I'm, you, you mentioned you're around with some other SF buddies, but, uh, what was like the, the catalyst to uh, bring you to this part of Virginia and to say, Hey, we're, we're going to design this thing like this. I mean, I, I, I mean, could you talk us through that? Like how, how did that look? So well, you, were, you were doing you know, something like this down here in North Carolina before you took off. Yes. Yeah, I was. And then uh, um, you remember Donatelli, Mike Donatelli was a business partner. Yep. Uh, Mike got killed and then I went through a nasty divorce. And, you know, sometimes you got to go back to your last known rally point, regroup, get everything nice. situated yep. and then and, and, and prepare for another attack. You know, so that's what I did in life, generally speaking. Mm. And uh, I got here to VIR I was working with a a buddy of mine and helping him out with his business. And I still had the LLC going, but I wasn't active with it. I was just trying to get back on my feet and he just, um, he didn't want to do it no more. He didn't have the passion for it. So I took over everything and, and fired back up what we had going. And now we're a lot bigger, a lot better. I went through a lot of pain and suffering, but we're, we're five times, 10 times the company that we were years ago. So yeah, I mean, I remember when you were down here doing this and it was nothing like yeah. what you got going on now. No, no, it was nothing in comparison, you know, and that's, you know, we have this brick and mortar here, you know, we, we're buying this building, we own this building, our lot, it's fenced in, it's got, nice. you know, screening through the fence, it's, you know, we got an arms room, we got tons of weapons, and, and you know, I keep plenty of ammo in stock, and we got about 30 or 40 Crown Vicks, about 25 off-road vehicles, about 15 ATVs, five or six UTVs, uh, we keep a, what we call our consumable cars for tax purposes. Um, we keep about 15 to 20 of them on hand as we can. They're hard to get nowadays. And then, you know, we just, I mean, we got all these ranges and I got a full blown shop in here with welders and, and everything you need to, you know, with the computers to get into these cars nowadays. And we're just set up. It's a, it's a huge investment. It's yeah. sometimes it's scary knowing that you have to dump that much money into something, but you know, at the end of the day, we're enjoying it. And, and the way it works, is kind of a unique dynamic is. So we, we take the money from what we make from our government contracting and our 
corporate events that we do here. And we put that money over and we feed the, the nonprofit a lot with that money. Nice. Um, just because I'm not really good at fundraising, but we do. Uh, that's how we make our money for the nonprofit. And it works out well. Yeah. Well, the, a lot of these boys, uh, and I'm just going to pivot back to the, the young man's camp, but yep. I would imagine a lot of these um, young men are maybe single parent homes with, with just mom. Um, you know, maybe, maybe not. Um, or just guys like me, to be quite honest, that spent a lot of time in the military, a lot of time deployed, a lot of time busy doing other things, maybe didn't right. You know, have a chance to really kind of dedicate time to uh, that you should with your son. So, I mean, I think on this camp too, I think you mentioned one time that you kind of encourage, you know, fathers and sons coming to this thing. Absolutely. I, I encourage the fathers come with their, their sons to this camp. And uh, the number one request I've had is uh, people coming to me and say, can you run it from 18 year olds to 35 year olds? And I'll make it mandatory that all my employees come. I've had several businessmen come up to me and ask me to run that, run a second camp already for that age group. Um, that's been a big, big ask. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone, everyone should know, uh, these skills are like just critical. I mean, I just think they're just basic man, critical and they're fun. I mean, this stuff's kind of fun too. I mean, uh, you wouldn't think changing a tire could be fun, but I mean, anybody yeah. that's, anybody that's been in the military knows that's, that's a battle drill, you know, changing a and, tire. And, and with that, so the sidebar of that mike is i'll tell him how to jack up a car and do it the right way that's right not and then yourself. i'll take then i'll take a strap and i'll grab it by the b, b pillar and pull it up with another car up on the two wheels and have him take it off that way just to make it interesting for them <laughs> you yeah go. a little bit of field experience repair stuff I, I throw it all in there just to keep it entertaining yep. that's all I, I think the uh what would be interesting is having a, a longitudinal study uh from i think you're 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 launching this in july and if you looked at, uh, you know, a five or 10 year study, I, I bet you would have um, a high percentage of these young men, you know, going into the army. Oh, yeah. I mean, you need to, I mean, it would be neat to, just to keep in touch yeah. with them, you keep know. I'm sure you're going to do that. You know, That's contact awesome. them five, 10 years yeah. later. And just like, and, and we will. And, and, and this is a short story. So me and Ricky Henson years ago, 2012, probably. Yeah, about 2011, 2012, these four Five cadets came to me and they wanted some training. Um, I had some stuff going on, so I met with them and I handed them off to Ricky Henson. Ricky took them through the training. And guess what? They were just here three weeks ago. Now they're young captains in SF. Wow. And all five of them, you know, one's a, in, in aviation, three of them are in SF, and the other one's doing some kind of business stuff. But four out of the five went in the military and, you know, four of them you know or three of them wow. went to sf and they're young captains in sf now um so we brought them in and we they were just young brought them in they wanted to learn cqb and, and things like that and they still come back here this year on their dime and hung out for two days used our ranges you know i don't charge them of course and uh they just wanted to brush up on cqb yeah. same thing we did you know in 2012 when we picked them up as young kids yeah that's awesome wow yeah so you have uh I'm just perusing your website too, Mike. You have, uh, I think, I'm seeing motorsports therapy. Uh, you have uh, community outreach. Uh, what what does that look like? The community outreach. So the community outreach is, you know, I I try to 
if we bring a veteran in, I, I want them to reach out to their community and work with their community on other projects, doing good things. Mm. For example, you know, we're in everything with all our, you know, when you, when you start up a business and you're in a community, you need to be in the chamber of commerce. I'm in like four different chamber of commerce here. Yeah. And we reach out, we do community outreach with them at the different chambers to help out with anything, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, somebody getting sick that needs, we need to help with a fundraiser for somebody, you know, with, with cancer or as someone's house burnt down or whatever. Mm. And we just get them to reach out and work in their communities. Cause that's important. You know, when I was a kid, my neighbor would whoop my butt if they see me doing something wrong for my mom. You know, we are raised by a neighborhood. Yeah, that's right. Um, and it seemed like my grandmother was always the one catching me doing something wrong, but, <laughs> um, it's just the way it is. That's how I feel is your community around you. You build that, you know, you go in there and you build that force uh, of your community. And it's, it's just important to, for them to get out there and get to know, know their community and know who's there and do that outreach program. Yeah. Hey, also, uh, I wanted to make sure our listeners know about uh, the opportunities that you have. There's some uh, volunteers that uh, I'm sure you're going to need for that program. Um, so they could they could email you and then see if they're a good fit, something like that. Yeah, absolutely. They can reach out to us on our, you know, our website, on Facebook, Messenger, whatever they want. Just reach out and say, hey, Mike, I'm, I'm free to do this or I'm interested in that. Or, hey, Mike, I'm having issues with this. Can you help me out? Right. And um, the big thing I pride ourselves on is all the board members are on a phone. Right. So uh, we had a young Marine. Um, his house burnt down. They called me. Uh, one of the guys down at, uh, that's down there. At uh, Lejeune called me. He was a former teammate of mine. He's an intel sergeant. And uh, so he was down there, and he's like, hey, this Marine lost his house. He needs some money. He needs help. He sent me the background on it. And then I immediately get my board members on the phone. And by 9 o'clock, we had wired them $3,000. Wow. That's fantastic. Because, yeah. And, then he, and then, you know, it was, I, it's, you know, a lot of these guys go to these other nonprofits like, hey, I need some help. Yeah. We have to wait to the second Tuesday of the third month of the of the yeah. last full moon till we have our board meeting exactly. and then we'll vote on it. Yeah, and that's, we're that's not that way. Deal. Yeah. That's uh $3,000 when your life is upside down. It's a big freaking deal. So that's, yeah, and that's awesome. It, we just happened to have a class here and I, I told my instructors today, man, Marine just lost his house. And, you know, I come back in at lunchtime and there was like a thousand dollars. It's like money just thrown all, you know, the guys went empty all the cash out of their vehicles and out of their wallets nice. and threw on my desk. And then we sent more to them. Yeah, warriors. So it was just, you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. And it was, you know, it was it was pretty good. It's it's amazing how guys get behind each other, and and that's the biggest thing I, I like with this nonprofit is it's not a, it's not a does it fit our niche? Can we sell this to the public to say we help this guy? It's a we're helping a guy, a girl that was military or a first responder, and this is what we're doing. I don't I don't put I'm not putting people on out there on TV. I'm not. I'm not doing that. I'm, I'm not going to use the veterans because they don't want that. Yeah. I've seen veterans talk about, I can't believe they quoted me like that, you know, and I, and I don't ever do that. Right. And I got, I got 10,000 texts in this phone saying, Hey Mike, thanks for this. Thanks for that. But I never, ever post them. Fantastic. Hey Mike, yeah. uh, uh, you said you're out of the, uh, uh, seven special forces group. Can you tell us just a little bit about your background? So everybody knows, uh, you know, a little something. I know yeah, I was uh, a. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I was a grunt in the 82nd Airborne, and then uh, I went to Seventh Group. 
I was a uh, weapons sergeant and an intel sergeant, and then I went warrant uh, after about went nine the, or ten years in, something the, like that. Went to the dark side. Yeah, yeah, went to the dark <laughs> side. Uh, well, they were they were trying to throw me to SWIC, so you know I went. I was on, on whatever a, it takes to get out of SWIC. I was in second battalion for uh, three or four years, and then I went to the SIP for a few years. Nice. And, then, and at that point, I had like eight or nine years team time. They're like, hey, man, it's that time. I'm like, yeah. there's got to be. So I dropped my dark side packet, and, you know, I clocked out. I retired about 17, 18 years on an ODA, give wow. or take. Fantastic. Yeah. I mean, you've got – and you've got uh, all of that experience, obviously, uh, and, uh, you know, the warrant officer experience that you have. I know you're applying that. Uh, you're applying that trade to all these, uh, I mean, multifaceted courses that you have. Uh, is yeah, there, absolutely. Is there another course? Is there a course that you want to highlight right now um, uh, as, as we're on the podcast, just to kind of you know, throw out a shout? Uh, man, I don't have one that's particular. I mean, we, we, you know, we run, we run uh, at things where we do open enrollment. Right. Um, but, you know, my, my favorite is to, bring the guys in and get on track with them. So you like my vehicle dynamics course. I, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm not, I don't like driver. to tomorrow. You got to have the yeah, skills. Yeah. <laughs> He's a right. awesome. and I, Mike's a race car driver, man. He's going <laughs> to be driving. And I, and I can explain it Barney style. Like I can break it down when I, I've had professional racers set in my class. And when I explain the difference between shocks and, and packages and how a vehicle handles, they're like yeah. I've been racing 20 years and I've never heard that. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm like, and I explain that yeah. to all my students. Hey, you're so, a green beret. You, you, uh, if you can't give a class, you suck. Uh, right, yeah, exactly. You, you know how to give a freaking class. Yeah. So they're like, wow, okay. Right. That's yeah, awesome. exactly. You gotta yeah. be able to break it down Barney style so people exactly. understand. Exactly. Yep. Uh, yeah. Well, let's just find out. Just, just recap. Just make sure people know yeah, if they want to give, if they want to give uh, money to the nonprofit. I mean, how's the best way to do that? Um, right now we got a really good thing going on. Um, if you go to the Racing for Heroes, Jack Woodfin out of uh, Richmond, Jack owns a uh, uh, home fuel company, an AC company. Anyway, Jack, for this, for the next two or three weeks, anybody goes in and donates on that uh, site he has, and it's the Woodfin. I'm sorry I don't have it in front of me, and my people will probably kick my butt over it, yeah. but it's uh, it's on our website, racingforheroes.org. Yeah. Uh, yep. If you go in there and click on that, and you just donate five bucks. Jack's going to donate five bucks. You donate 10,000, nice. Jack's going to go 10,000. So, you know, if guys just give up one beer and donate five bucks, and I promise every dime goes to veterans. I don't, um, nobody's, you know, we're not paying anybody out of donations. We go, we've, if uh, we got one guy on payroll and his stuff comes out of grants that pay for him. I do okay. not take money from other people and put into other people's pockets. Not happening. Yeah. So we, Straight up, every dime donated goes to our vitamin program, or it's going into our stem cell therapy, or it's going into our hyperbaric decompression chamber therapy, or something to that effect. We're not, we're not, uh, we're not putting it in other people's pockets. Yep. And uh, guys, if you go to uh, racingforheroes.org, uh, you can find the drop-down menu, and you'll find how to donate as a PayPal. You can click that. Uh, also, uh, as Mike mentioned. He's going to be looking for some volunteers. I believe uh, the last two weeks of July, he's going to have that young man's camp. Uh, if that piqued your interest, uh, you could email Mike. Uh, if you go to Racing for Heroes, you can you'll find a way to get a hold of him that way. Uh, that other than that, there's uh, there's courses, 
uh, galore up there. I think, uh, I mean, I might want to go up there at some point uh, and get some, uh, I got a younger daughter who would like to, I think, handle her car a little bit better here in Fayetteville. Oh you know, my it's, God. A little, it's a little crazy. On, yeah, you better have Skybo Road. Just keep an eye on our, our Facebook and our website. I'll be putting up a uh, uh, an open house, and then you can bring the whole family comes up. We'll put you, I'll do vehicle dynamics class, put you in a rollover simulator, nice. take you down to the skid pad, skid nice. pad, and do skid pad control, oversteer, understeer, and then put you on the track the rest of the day. Nice. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, Mike. Very beneficial. Yeah, every what you're doing for the community is awesome, Mike. I mean, uh, it's for America, uh, also for the soft community. I mean, uh, for those who have served, the men and women uh, have issues. I mean, we all have issues. We have something. And so I uh, just want to encourage guys out there to do that. Yeah, get uh, help, too. Get yeah, help. It's okay, man. I mean, look, uh, if you have, you got, you know, shook up a little bit and, uh, you know, you have an experience that really, you know, didn't sit well with you, it's okay. You can get help. Uh, and this is a, a great way to kind of deal with some of the demons that you're uh, coming back from downrange with. Yeah, or so, if you're just, just transitioning and you want to hang out yeah. with a bunch of cool guys doing some cool stuff. Hey, go hang out with Mike and, uh, you know, get some uh, world-class training from some Green Berets. I mean, just spend a day with them for, for like a week and then uh, feel like freaking Jason Bourne when you're done. <laughs> That's right. Get, yourself to get the T-shirt. Yes, and get the T-shirt. Yeah, phenomenal stuff, man. Mike, um, I, I yeah, think. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, it's been a pleasure, man, really. Uh, awesome. Guys, go to racingforheroes.org. Uh, also, you've got uh, Racing for Heroes. RFH Tactical Mobility, a uh, ton of awesome, uh, great website, very informative, uh, very modular type of training, I would add. And, uh, I mean, I understand uh, where Mike uh, Ivak comes from. Uh, the guy knows how to train. So uh, check out the website. Mike, it's been a pleasure having you on the podcast today. I uh, appreciate you, brother. Keep doing the good stuff. All right. Thank you, gentlemen. I appreciate it. Thanks for what you do. I appreciate it. Thanks, Mike. All right. Take care. Hey, we hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Pinelander podcast with Mike Evoch and Racing for Heroes. Uh, if you enjoyed the content and the unique perspective, we hope you'll check out our sponsors. Blacksmith Publishing, been, in, been serving warriors since 2013. Blacksmithpublishing.com. Looking for a great novel to enjoy uh, when the weather's warming up? Try uh, The Wild Fields. Definitely keep you interested. Uh, if you're looking for some uh, cool merchandise, uh, head on over to pinelander1776.com. Until next time, remember to keep your head on a swivel and stay smart, strong, and socially astute.